I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, on this episode, we're going to discuss how to charge $250 per visit, per physical therapy visit, per OT, SLP visit in the United States. I know you're going to have some potential reservations or issues or challenges of that. Let's get right into it. My name is Dave Kittle. I'm the owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in the New York City area and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently speaking with practice owners in regards to partnering or acquiring some or all their practice. Now, I know we're going to say the initial reaction, especially rural states, rural areas, is that not everyone will pay $250 per physical therapy visit or per outpatient physical therapy visit or even a home visit. I totally understand. I know many practice owners across the country, friends, colleagues, uh, and also I have nothing to sell you, by the way, but I have a lot of friends and colleagues across the country that are selling or presenting 170, 175, 180, 190, $200 per visit. And then even, you know, some at the lower end, 125, 150 per visit across the country, whether they're, they're private pay, maybe they take Medicare, but they're private pay out of pocket with the commercial insurances. There's a lot of different things going on with hybrid and some practices doing some brick and mortar, some mobile or concierge, however you're going to define those terms. But let's get right into it right now. If you're looking at the screen right now on YouTube, you will see a recently redacted uh Venmo payment from one of my clients for physical therapy. Now I'm trying to get out of patient care. I'm trying to work more and more on the business, more on the practice, trying to acquire and partner with practices. So less and less on the patient side. And so therefore, that's why you see this big number. This big number is more than $250 per visit that a patient or a client has Venmoed me on three different occasions. You have to jump over to the YouTube to see the dollar amount and the dates. Or I'll, I'll say the dates, but the dollar amount, you have to jump over to the YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, You'll just hear what I'm saying, but you won't be able to see what a recent patient or client has sent me per visit back this first two payments here on my Venmo. If you want to see this again, this is redacted. So there's no, uh, we're not breaking any patient client confidentiality, but you can see the description here, January 14th, Saturday and Sunday session. So I think, I don't know, I didn't pull up the calendar, but January 14th, I think I was paid the same day or the day before. But if you look at the calendar, It says here on the Venmo description that they paid me for a Saturday and a Sunday session. If you're listening and watching this, you probably don't want to do Saturday and Sunday treatments. I get it. It's fine. But if you wanted to, you could maybe charge more. And then recently, this was 18 days ago, another physical therapy visit on May 4th of 2023. So this is fairly recent. The same dollar amount per visit. We offer mobile concierge visits in the New York City area. We typically do 60-minute visits. We're about half ortho, half neuro. Anyway, again, I have nothing to sell you. I have no course, no mastermind, no upsell, no downsell, no cross sell. I have nothing to sell you other than we're putting out content like this to get in front of practice owners so that in the future, if you are looking for a partner, if you are looking for some exit strategy, a succession plan, whatever, maybe you think of me or my team and we potentially partner with you. So that's why we're leading with this type of, a, you know, this type of content strategy. Again, nothing to sell you. So it's a wonderful thing. Here we go. So 
let's get into some of the ways that I believe, and I, I used to help other practice owners and colleagues with coaching and stuff. I'm not doing that anymore. I don't really have time for it. So um, again, here's the Venmo screenshot. Really what it comes down to is either you on the phone or your your front desk, your admin, your administrative person uh, that is trained to present your offering differently than just like a very transactional nature. We're talking about selling or offering a physical therapy visit, whether brick and mortar or mobile or concierge for $250 or more per visit. Now, of course, the argument is it's a little bit harder if it's brick and mortar because the patients and clients have to travel to you, but then you also have the overhead costs and all that versus it's easier to charge more potentially if it's mobile or concierge because of the convenience and the time savings. I get that. And I agree. I hear what you're saying. So whether it's you on the phone or your administrative person talking to these prospective patients over the phone, really, the first thing is how you or your administrative person communicates. A lot of this I learned from Jerry Durham. I get nothing out of this from mentioning him, but he answered a lot of phone calls at his previous practice before he sold or, or exited that practice. It really does come down to how you communicate. So I hate, I, I hate the woo-woo stuff. I hate like um, talking about like belief and mindset. I, re- I really don't like it. But how you communicate is, if you want to say belief or mindset, I'd like to call it more about conviction and confidence. And some sales gurus will say things like, you know, selling or pitching or offering something like this, like something that costs more like a premium product or service. Some people say that 90% of selling is how you say rather than what you say. So it's not necessarily what you say, but it's how you say it. And the one thing that I've learned is that tonality, changing speeds, I can lean in, I can make sure that I'm pausing at certain places. I mean, that that it takes a lot of skill and a lot of time. And of course, it's not that easy to, to learn it and get you know more and more confident on it. But there are more and more physical therapy practices and owners out there and administrative people that are learning from these owners about how to offer a premium service. And the re- another reason why we're I'm putting out this episode is because of the downward pressure of reimbursement. And there's a lot of insurance reimbursement, especially in network that is lower is becoming lower and lower and lower. And so something's I've got to give, right? And so there's more practice owners looking to retain their staff and pay them a competitive market rate, pay them a great living wage for the quality and service that they offer. And some of them are realizing that they might have to drop some of the lower paying in network payers and go out of network or do more cash pay, private pay services, whether it's private pay, cash pay for laser or dry needling or monthly wellness checkups or tune-ups or performance training, performance wellness. What I mean, there's a million things that you can come across or you can create peripheral neuropathy programs that are private pay, pelvic floor that's private pay, vestibular potentially private pay if you wanted to. I mean, it, all of that. Again, I don't really like to say that, talk about the belief in the mindset, but it really is about the conviction. If you're picking up how I'm just communicating this, and again, this is a beautiful thing because I have my alignment is completely aligned with yours. I have nothing, no ulterior motive to try to trick you or to try to you know get you to buy some course or or mastermind or you know in person event or whatever. So it is really about the tonality. Let's get into a couple of the things that kind of feedback this like virtuous cycle. Obviously, if you're charging $170 per visit, $200 per visit, $250 or more per visit, or if you want to, you absolutely need the clinical skills. You need the clinical chops. You need to get results. So you need to get 
if we say number one is how to communicate, the conviction, the confidence, the tonality, the not rushing people off the phone. When someone, a prospective patient is calling you and they're looking around and they might be your ideal client, it's not a very transactional, it's, it, Jerry Durham says it, it's not about like, oh, uh, what insurance do you have? You shouldn't mention insurance unless they're talking about insurance. So talking about your value proposition, how you're different, asking questions. We're going to get into a couple uh, script, you know, hybrid script questions that we ask over the phone. So number one, how to communicate. Number two, clinical skills and getting results. Number three, your clients and patients sharing those results. So that is word of mouth, where they tell their friends and family, word of mouth, where they go back and tell their physicians and the physicians refer more to you or the client sharing results via Google ads and Yelp ads. That virtuous cycle will then getting more of these prospective patients to you. So if you have even one patient, one client that's paying $250 per visit and you offer an above and beyond patient experience, like for example, Ron Miller down in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, Pursuit Physical Therapy, uh, in, if it's raining, they do one-on-one visits. So if it's raining and the patient is ending their session and the patient, you know, maybe forgot their their umbrella or because of Florida, it could be sunny and then rainy and then sunny again, right? So at the end of the physical therapy visit, if it's pouring rain outside and the patient forgot their umbrella, I think now Ron has like extra umbrellas in the lobby, but his trick is that he'll open up the umbrella and he'll walk the patient out to their car so that they do not get wet so they can get into their car and then leave their premises. And then he takes his umbrella and walks back in the building and treats his next patient. Something simple as that. And that doesn't have to be you. That could be your front desk person. It could be your administrative person. It could be someone, could be an aide or, or a PTA or, or someone, someone doing something simple like that. But it creates a wow experience. Those are the types of things that you have to think about and potentially implement that feeds back into the, is this worth $250 per visit? And even if you're in the bayous of Louisiana, the bayous of Louisiana, if you're in Texas and Arkansas or Florida, or if you're in, I don't know, if you're in Ohio, if you're in Montana, wherever you're at, let's say you're saying, okay, well, Dave, you're in New York City and you're doing mobile concierge. So the $250 is like completely in another stratosphere from what people would pay in my rural area. Okay, I get it. So divide it by two. Divide it in half, take 250, divide it in half. I believe I could sell or pitch or offer $125 per visit out of pocket physical therapy in pretty much any zip code or state in the country. Now, and if you're listening and you're saying, well, there's a lot of Medicare population where you live or Medicaid or not a lot of corporate companies nearby or, or offices nearby that have great out of network insurance paying uh, policies, I get it. I get it. And this is not for everyone. This is not for everyone paying out of pocket for your skills, your services, et cetera. So number four, we said, number one, how to communicate. Number two, clinical skills and getting results. So you have to be great. You have to be good or great. Your clinicals, you and of course your team, your staff physical therapist, your doctor, doctors of physical therapy, your OTs, whoever it is, you have to get results. And ideally in the first visit, getting that patient feeling five or 10% better or more. And every visit, every subsequent visit, at least the first couple, so that they completely believe in what you can do, is getting them a little bit better. We're going to get into a little bit more of that. So number number two was the clinical skills, getting results. Number three, clients sharing your results. Number four, choosing your words carefully. So speaking 
the words at a lower reading level, meaning not technical jargon, not physical therapy, healthcare jargon, very low, like instead of talking about, I don't know, facet joints, you know, you're talking about back pain or back pain versus sciatica or something like that, or muscle strain or back strain or something like that. And less of the jargon, especially on the first phone call, different like when you meet them in person, all that. So really quick, let's get into the the potential call script. So someone calls in, you answer the phone or your administrative person answers the phone. Ask them, number one, hey, how long have you been dealing with this? Like, is it a week or two? Or is it like a year or two? Or is it like 10 years? Obviously, that's going to affect their ability to get better, right? Because if it's only been a week or two, that's going to be probably a short plan of care. And if it's been 10 years, they might need your services for three to six months. And some people might not pay out of pocket for that. I get it. I get it. Right. So number two, what have you tried for self-treatment or formal treatment? You can phrase this however you like over the phone. This is trying to ask questions of the prospective patient who's calling in so that this helps with building rapport, demonstrating that you are, you can understand where they're coming from, asking them open-ended questions so that they have time to let you know what's going on with them they will kind of realize like, oh, wow, this place is like asking me these open-ended questions. They're giving me time to speak. This is very different than a lot of other doctor's offices or physical therapy offices that are very transactional, that are just like, what's your name? And what insurance do you have? And what's your date of birth? And we're going to check your insurance, like very robotic transactional. If you want to sell, or if you want to offer out-of-pocket services or your core offering, your, your core therapy services, for 200 or more per visit in any city or state. And and also there are many therapists that are top tier that are charging, you know, way more per visit. But the 250 I I thought was a a good place to start. Obviously you could see here on my my Venmo that's redacted here that for this patient they're paying more than 250 per visit. And you can check that out if you jump over to the YouTube Dave Kittle show. Number 3 did it help the self treatment that they might have tried, the self treatment at home so foam roller, ice, heat pad, Advil, painkillers, creams, whatever it might be, biofreeze, whatever, or formal treatment. So you want to know, did they try in-network PT or did they try acupuncture? Did they try, did they try Cairo? Did they go to an ortho already or not? Did they do something where they went to a, a professional, right? So number four, in the last two weeks, what's the worst pain level that you felt from zero to 10? Obviously, if it's like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out of 10, they're going to be more likely to take action to get this evaluated, have you go through differential diagnosis, give them a diagnosis of what it probably is or what it is based on their movements and a movement screen and check the range of motion strength, all that type of stuff. And if it's a one or two or three out of 10, then it might not be for a lot of people, it might not be a big enough pain. Their pain might not be a big enough issue to actually take action unless it's moderate to severe. But there are some people that will pay out of pocket, even for low levels of pain, because they want to get back. They have goals and they have aspirations to getting back to what they want to do, which is in a few questions away. So number five, on this hypothetical, rough first phone call experience, what were you doing when that happened? So in the last two weeks, what was the worst pain level that you felt from zero to 10? Okay, so, so tell me, what were you doing? Do you recall what you were doing when that happened? And the reason why this is a good question is because if they say, oh, I was gardening or I was bending over or I was taking some golf clubs out of my trunk or I was lifting up my grandchildren or I was trying to get down to the ground to play with my children or grandchildren or whatever. 
if it's mechanical, every single therapist listening will be able to fix it, resolve it, help it, ease it, whatever, right? As opposed to some constant pain where maybe they need to be referred out. Next question. So this issue that you're dealing with, Mr. Smith, it's preventing you from doing which types of activities or things that you love to do. I mean, you could phrase that differently. What are some activities and and things that you love to do that you can't do right now because of this pain or issue? And let them answer. They're going to say things like, oh, CrossFit, or I can go to the gym, or I can't do gardening anymore, or walking with my spouse, playing with my grandchildren, whatever it might be. Oh, really? So, oh, so yeah, playing with your grandchildren, you, you can't do it right now because of that shoulder pain or that back pain or whatever. That sounds really challenging. You know, how often do you see your grandchildren? Or I mean, you, it really, you could go deeper into any of those things wherever you hear like the most emotion, wherever you hear the most emotion from this prospective patient over the phone. Again, you can see that this is not transactional. It's going to take more time per phone call than the transactional nature of just like, do you take my insurance? Yes, no, right? So if you want to potentially offer more of your services out of pocket, the initial phone calls have to be typically on average, they have to be a little bit longer. They have to be a little slower, a little more focused and less transactional, more about the person calling, less about what your admin needs to make a profile of them in your EMR and getting their name, their phone number, their address, their insurance information, their date of birth, of course, asking how they heard about you, right? Number seven on this question list, after they describe their pain, what types of movements aggravate their pain? Is it mechanical, whatever? What types of issues? What types of activities and things that they love to do that they cannot do right now? You go in, you dig into those things. Oh yeah, we help a lot. We help CrossFitters all the time get back to CrossFit without pain. Or we help, we help 50, 60, and 70-year-olds all the time getting back to pickleball or getting back to playing with their children or grandchildren or whatever. We do that all the time. We have, a, we have several clients like that right now in the office right now or therapists going to their, their homes right now. Next question. So, so is this something that you want help with? Now they're calling you. So obviously they're calling around, they're shopping around. Obviously they want help with this, right? But it helps the conversation if they're stepping up to the plate and they're saying like, yes, I want help with this. Cause in, in a way it's kind of like, I want help with this. And it's a leading question of like, and you guys would be the conduit to potentially get me there. Next question. So the next question, I got this from Chad Madden from his podcast. How important is it to you to take care of it? And Ron Miller asks a different style of question. He'll say like, so how motivated and serious are you about addressing this or fixing this or resolving this? I mean, there's a lot of different wordplay that you can try and test. And the Jerry Durham's of the world and everyone else will say, you know, you don't want to be robotic and read from a script like this. It certainly should sound like a fluid, normal conversation. It should not feel staged or robotic because then they'll feel like, oh, this is just, you know, they're just checking boxes and they're just like reading off a script or a piece of paper. And it's really, then it's, it feels awkward. It's a little less about them and it's less humanistic. It's less emotional. But I'm telling you, this style of communicating, tonality, changing, pitching, high, low, you know, uh, mm, wow. Let me mm, like that sounds that sounds like a challenge, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Smith. It sounds like you've been dealing with that back pain for six months and you've tried other professionals. And it sounds like they have not yet found the root cause of your issue, because if they did, then it would have been resolved. Does that make sense? Or what do you think it is? 
you know, they've probably done a lot of research on Google, whatever. So those are the types of things you can go in and ask. But again, it's tonality, it's belief. Again, I don't like the whole mindset and belief, but it's really about conviction and confidence. Now, if you as the therapist, if you can take some of this free content, have your front desk, your staff, your admin, listen to it. And there's others like Jerry Durham and many others that specialize in this. I'm just putting this out as, as another episode, but there's others that specialize in this exactly. And they can help your team. They can help your front desk staff communicate your value, but you have to do it in a, there has to be some game plan. Maybe it's not what I'm talking about. Maybe it's someone else's game plan, but there needs to be some type of a game plan that can go through these, some of these steps, some of these stages address what they care about. They do not care the caller, the prospective patient. They do not care about physical therapy. They don't care about McKenzie or prone press-ups. They don't care about shoulder mobilizations. They don't care about kinesio tape. They want to get back to what they want to do, what they love to do, CrossFit. For me, it's weekend baseball. I had a doubleheader yesterday. I love working out. My goal with health and wellness and working out is to break a sweat every day. And Mike Laviolette, who I've had as my, so he's a physical therapist, but also as my health coach, uh, shout out to Mike. My goal with him is like, I want to break a sweat every single day. And of course, some days I have some injuries and I'm banged up or some, you know, strains and some areas that are achy. And then I work around it. I do something different and I, I make sure that I get it done. But if I had something that was a lot worse where I couldn't do anything, I would be the type of prospective patient or candidate to be paying out of pocket if I was not a physical therapist, to paying out of pocket, if I called a place, if I called a therapy office that handled the new phone calls, the initial phone calls like this, and it's not for everyone. So for example, so my parents live in Maple Shade, New Jersey. It's South Jersey, down near Philadelphia. And somehow online on these physical therapy uh, Facebook groups, I came across a... Um, a practice, uh, Kim and uh, I can't, I can't recall the other physical therapist, Odyssey physical therapy, Kim and her colleague, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name and they do home visits out of pocket and I, they might take Medicare, but my parents are on Medicare and I guess that, so they don't, they don't take Medicare. They were just doing out of pocket for every single visit. And my mom did at least maybe a few visits with her and then stopped and maybe most Medicare beneficiaries that are watching, listening, or you knowing that you have a lot of Medicare beneficiaries, I understand I have to confront this. I understand that they could just have free physical therapy and go to a lot of great in-network physical therapy offices like Paul Vidal and Specialized Physical Therapy or many others across the country. But there's some people that will only want the the free Medicare-based physical therapy. So for example, my Mom and dad are not the ideal clients, the ideal clientele to pay out of pocket $250 per visit. It's just the way it just, it is what it is. And so there's a lot of people that where time is their, time is their biggest asset potentially, or they're busy professionals, or they have a marathon coming up or a triathlon coming up, or they are going to go trek, you know, some climb some mountain or whatever. They're going to have some big event or they're going to be going overseas to Europe for like two to four weeks or something like that, when they have like a big event coming up and if they have a pain or issue, a balance issue, a pain, an injury, whatever, it pops up. Now, all of a sudden, the resolution of that issue and because of getting to the goal that they set out to do, whether travel, 
whatever it is, a race, something. Now the those types of folks will pay out of pocket a lot more and easier as opposed to someone who does not have something that big on their calendar that they're looking forward to. And so therefore they, a lot of those folks will opt to just use their Medicare or their Medicaid or their in-network insurance and go to a physical therapy office. And, and that's fine. And I get it. And so there's physical therapy practices that are listening potentially now that are owners that are listening where you could have certain programs. Like I said, pelvic floor, it could be either the, the treatment modality is a cash or private pay or the program. After someone that had, let's say, Parkinson's, if you're treating their back pain or their balance or helping them walk better with Parkinson's, and then they get discharged from the formal plan of care, then there could be some out-of-pocket maintenance. But you would just brand it something. You would brand it the way that Rocksteady Boxing has branded normal, just random, normal boxing. And like every Parkinson's patient blocks the Rocksteady Boxing because they just branded it around helping People living with Parkinson's get active and stay active and and live better. And boxing, we all know boxing is great for Parkinson's. And before Rocksteady Boxing, boxing was already great for Parkinson's because of the trunk rotation and the coordination, the balance and strength and all that type of stuff, right? But Rocksteady, all they did was just brand it. So any physical therapy office, you could just brand, I don't know, Parkinson's workout on my website, on our practice website. It's the Parkinson's breakthrough program, but there's really not anything that's really specific from what a therapist would do with some patient or client living with Parkinson's through my practice versus yours or any other practice. But we've branded it. We've just, we put a name to it. The Parkinson's breakthrough program. That sounds legit. And there's a little bit of, you know, let's do this. Let's do focus on this, this, this. But you just have to package and wrap something a little bit differently in a formal way. And then all of a sudden now it becomes a private pay thing. Tony Maritato mentions a lot of this all the time. That's it for now. I just wanted to make this quickly. Again, you have to jump over to the YouTube Dave Kittle show on YouTube. Check out my redacted uh, Venmo payments here. And you can see what a recent patient paid me three visits this calendar year. And I could have used that number for this episode, but instead I used 250 because I think this number would be a bit of a stretch and you would believe me even less potentially. So that's it for right now. Subscribe to the Dave Kittle show on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll catch you next time. Subscribe for the new episodes dropping every uh, twice every week. We'll see you next time here on the Dave Kittle show. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.